welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.FM, the internet's favorite radio station, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second studio album from Angelica Garcia called Cha Cha Palace, and it starts out with a song called I Don't Believe in Death. such a great beginning for this album where we get a complete head fake where we think it's going to be this kind of sloppy overwrought layered thing and for 30 seconds it's these backing vocals and shouting out the name of the album and it sounds wonderful but it's also i I used the word cacophony in my notes it's beautiful but it's a lot and she pulls the rug out from under that uh, again 30 seconds in and it becomes this very simple very clean just her an electric piano and a little bit of a synth throb that it get those good headphones and you'll really appreciate it and it is this wonderful simple message of hey i believe i believe in death i i want to have the soul and art and these important things but it's all the actual song after that first 30 seconds is what barely over a minute long it's amazing Yeah, we first became aware of Angelica Garcia when we saw her at South by Southwest last year, and I wasn't sure what to expect, but she came on stage, and I believe she was by herself. She didn't have anybody else, and she's very young looking. I don't think she's very old, but she looked like she was about 18. I think she's she's in her 20s. Yeah, she's quite petite. But just very pretty, and she came out, and we weren't really sure what to expect, and she had this loop pedal, and she started doing these loop tricks with her voice and just doing all this really interesting stuff, and then she mixed in some more traditional songs, and she had just such a command of the stage and of her voice, and it was just really something you could tell that she had a lot of talent And so we've been waiting for this album to come out. This is her second album, but the first one called Medicine for Birds is more traditional. And I think she was just kind of finding her footing. Yeah, and those those songs are great, but they're very poppy and almost have kind of a country vibe to them. Yeah, but this album is so much more experimental and so much more ambitious. And I, I really love it. Yeah, and I think we dive pretty quickly into, I think, the thematic heart of the album with the next track we'll play. It's called Hickam. Born of the bones from under East LA Kulbura Gigana is alive today I want some freedom with my pan dulce Be wearing my roots and flying this flag 
Now you might be aware of this song in particular because Obama selected it as one of his favorite songs of 2019, which he puts together these playlists sometimes. And there's a super charming story in the LA Times where Angelica Garcia talks about how her phone kept going off and people were texting and, (laughs) oh my God, I'm crying. And she thought, oh my God, what happened? Who died? My hands were shaking. And then she found out it was because Obama had tweeted about her song. And she said... My grandma has a piano in the living room that's adorned with pictures. I thought this was especially funny because up there it's all just pictures of saints and Obama and none of her grandchildren. <laughs> yeah, it's was really sweet. And also it just it, the amazing power of getting noticed. And also I think the wisdom for her, I, I contrast this because I feel like really established artists, I mean, the most extreme example being where Beyonce will just drop an album that literally no one knew it was gonna it was gonna happen. And she's doing exactly the opposite of it just getting established artists, where I think there's five different singles released off of this. And then Carmen the Knife came out in 2018 and then just sort of spread a few a couple last year and then a couple earlier this year and to kind of build buzz and it it really paid off here because this single's now been bouncing around. It's such a stripped down track sonically. And it's sort of funny that I think she took this very simple song and then there's multiple different remixes. Yeah, there are there's edits par- of it that are more melodic and have more instrumentation that yeah. you can find. But this is the one that's this, the third song on the album that kind of sets it's, it up. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's this essence. And yeah, the, it just cutting down to this notion of like, feeling like an other in her own country that's like hey i was born in this country being that last line in the song and it's a gut punch to the entire society that would other these people are like it's east la is los angeles it's california it's america and she's celebrating that culture even as she's frustrated by being marginalized yeah this album is a lot about identity and culture and uh, garcia has talked in interviews about how she grew up in east la and then when she was a teenager she moved to richmond virginia and i think it was like a suburb of richmond so she she realized how different it was to not have like people speaking spanish around her every day and how much of her culture was gone and i think maybe that first album is more of a reflection of who she was after like living out on the East Coast for a long time and then realizing like, oh, but my identity is a super important part of who I am. And like, that's what I want to focus on in my art, at least in this record. Yeah, but it is, I think, a a path that she's taken that's led to such a diversity of musical styles bouncing around in that head and such a variety of different, uh, I mean, the different instruments she plays. And I think she is able to, this is, you know, one take on, this and then the next song on the album the next one we'll play is a much more richly instrumented and much kind of rock and roll vibe on take on this same notion of celebrating that east la heritage and it's called it don't hinder me Yeah. My hometown has a chain link fence, a backyard party. 
is my favorite track on the record and it's I wish we could play more of it because it it has it goes through such a journey it starts with these very catchy choruses and then there's these weird instrumental breaks and she introduces this almost like a background choir and does these crazy things with her voice and then it builds toward a very triumphant chorus like chant at the end that you know all these things that people say like basically my background and my where I come from hinders me, but it don't hinder me. Yeah. Yeah. That she grew up in LA, which obviously is such a huge community with such a range of, you've got your movie stars and big time fancy people over in the West. And then you've got these working class communities in the East. And this is her celebration of the community when she grew up and being raised by parents and grandparents who were maybe a little strict, giving her a hard time for going on a date and eating too many tortillas. But there's so much affection here and it's matched by this just the guitar sounds here it has this wonderful kind of like yeah it's kind of echoey and and very organic feeling and yet it has a real kind of driving beat to it and you really hear that in that chorus where it gets really kind of spooky and simple and aggressive but then there's also these crazy instrumental breaks where towards the end, there's straight up guitar solos, which again, not what I was expecting on this album. And it all, it, it makes sense and it's joyful and defiant. It's such a great pairing with Hikma, which is so stripped down. And then this is lush and kind of aggressive. It's very maximalist. Yeah, exactly. And joyful for sure. And check out the video because it's, that's the same it's joy really in cute. every frame. Yeah. So the next song, I think, continues this exploration of drawing power from her upbringing and her background, and it's called Guadalupe. Listening to this one after hearing It Don't Hinder Me, which was maximalist after everything that came before it on the album. And then this is such a kitchen sink track with such wonderful looping and synth layers. And it is so joyful. And this, you know, this wonderful, I guess she has Mexican and Salvadorian heritage and the Virgin of Guadalupe being so important mm-hmm. and taking that and taking the the Guadalupe and reclaiming it as this feminist symbol. And it's just about the power and I'm claiming that power and she is powerful and I want to be powerful like that. And it's, it's really moving. And 
it's it's a banger. Like this song is so ex- exciting to yeah, listen the, to. The beats and the way that she loops her voice is so interesting and engaging, and it, the way that she like varies it throughout the song and adds elements and takes them away. Like it really, it's kind of the core structure is a little bit repetitive, but there's so many different layers being added and taken away that it fills it out in a way that just held my attention the whole time. Yeah, well, one thing I kind of like about this is that it's the most sonically out there, I think, track on the album. And I think if the entire album were like this, it would be a little bit exhausting, but as sort of this middle point and one of the, obviously one of the singles, because holy moly, what a track. Mm -hmm. But it's structurally like it's the most, a lot of these tracks are like a a couple of verses up front and then a chorus at the end, Mm -hmm. or and then a bunch of choruses at the end, or just a bunch of verses and it's over. And this is the more conventional verse, chorus, first chorus kind of structure. And so it's really refreshing to have that contrast the next song we're going to play takes a very different it has a very different pace and it's called valentina in the moonlight my feet slipping Angelica Garcia's versatility as a performer, as a songwriter, continues to blow me away. This record keeps taking left turns, and each time it's this new sonic landscape where I want to be. And here it's this lush, romantic, very sexy i got a tiny bit of a james bond vibe and also like the kind of traditional classical guitar there's and the horns the, yeah exactly the horns the strings the kind of synth strings so it doesn't feel completely old-fashioned but it feels timeless and it's also kind of a nice gender swap because i guess she's singing from the perspective of a young man who is very entranced by forbidden love. And it's, I guess, even a family story. So she's pulling these stories, of, again, from her past. And everything is... What is the family story? Apparently, there was a forbidden love. Like, I'm reading a... <laughs> an, I read a little blurb about this song. And it's just like, it's a it's a family story. And she wrote a song about it. Uh, and there's zero detail about oh, it, other okay. than it was a forbidden love. Oh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so romantic and beautiful. And it just... 
I feel like there's such a contrast on this record from songs like this and then a couple songs we didn't play, which are more traditional. Like one was a cover of a, a Spanish language ballad that she it was just kind of a snippet that we didn't play. But there's a lot of versatility. And this is a song where it's just in such contrast to Hickama where it's really punchy and looped and electronic sounding. And this is just so organic and beautiful. Yeah, it has. And these lyrics are so, I just, I, I love the romanticism of this, that the heart doesn't always lead us to safety, but it knows what's best for me. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> and you really feel for this protagonist. So we take yet another left turn next into a different kind of pop that is very catchy. It's called Agua de Rosa. just takes a very interesting lens to look at heritage and family history and the course the repeated phrase there in spanish translates to without us you don't exist well i love that it's so structurally odd because it's these very brief verses and then you can think of that every agua de rosa chica being the chorus but then the little there's sort of a few different that she kind of rotates through and my spanish isn't that good so the only one i could understand is that without us you don't exist but it's a great you know sort of the idea of one's ancestors singing to you and their song is a jam like it's it the way that it starts off a little more experimental with kind of the looped vocals and it shows off a little of she's able to do almost like a throat singing thing where she her voice goes super low and a little bit scary. Yeah, we we didn't play the beginning of this song, but that's where you hear her giving these kind of like guttural sounds that are looped. That and I I would have almost thought it was a different vocalist, but yeah. we've seen we saw her do it. Live. Yeah, exactly. But I, and I think by the time you get here, there's probably a little of that still in the mix, but it becomes more and more just this rich. Again, this like chorus of the ancestors and then still even, but even though it's their ancestors to sing to her with all of these cool synth 
tones and crazy electronic percussion. Yeah, we where we faded out there, it was this fun little like electronic instrument jam that really changes the tone of the song. Yeah, it's yeah, that it's a dance party and your ancestors are singing to you to cherish the bloodline. You wouldn't think that's going to be this a uh, fun dance time, but I yeah, I want to get up and move just listening to it here at a, at a table. Yeah. Um, so the next song we'll play is called Penny in My Back Pocket. How can I be upset with things if I'm the one, if I'm the person that made them, yeah? How can I turn away and have the nerve to say that I feel unwanted, I think this song coming towards the end of the album and being so much more playful, she's really showing that she's got range, but she can also just have a really hooky chorus and it's got all these experimental elements in it as well, but it's just really kind of happy and fun and positive. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I can listen to it as sort of like, oh, it's just very funny. Like I got a penny in my pocket. And yet if you listen to the verses, they're all about like, oh, I have like go through my life and I make bad choices and can't distinguish right and wrong. And I fall on the ground. If I fall trip and fall, I'm going to blame the ground. And it seems like it's sort of, it's a funny balance between, and, and I think it's a funny song. But I mean, I think it's ultimately about you can make whatever choices you want, but fate is still what's going to dictate the future. And so like I, I've, I'm counting on my luck. Uh, yeah. I think it's, it's fundamentally hopeful. It's just like, yeah, you do the best you can. And then at some point you just, put that penny in your pocket and pray they don't take it from you. Yeah, but it's got all these great like horn touches and so many weird little samples dropped in that it's... Yeah, well, there's this wonderful kind of underlying texture where it starts with kind of this yeah, 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 that's very prominent, but then at various points in the song, you just hear this kind of yeah, 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 yeah underneath, but it's that looped vocals. And again, that she's able to combine this sort of experiment, like what we, we've seen her just do the looped by itself, but here it's as part of this expansive toolkit and it's really impressive and i think she does a great job of sequencing the album to bring it all together and say this is what i'm capable of and showing her range but the fact that she takes what's really the penultimate track and puts in there another version of jicama which came at the very beginning as a very stripped down song and this is jicama part dos which is a very different take on that song so we'll play a little bit more of it See you, but you don't see me now. 
So that second version of Hikama is so different and I, I love it for so many different reasons. And it really just shows how she understands the way to put, put a song together and how the texture can change it. And I love that it also bookends the album with as the third song and then the second to last song with this punch message which i think is one of the key messages of the album of like like you i was born in this country and i i I have to wonder how much of her changed from the tone of her first album which came out in 2016 to wanting to go back to her roots more has to do with the problems in our country with having a nationalistic crazy person in charge who acts like the latinx community is not part of america yes it is yeah a fear <laughs> statement it is joyful and it could it should be angry mm-hmm. like she should be so angry but it, it is it is joyful and i know there must be anger there but it is it is an album i want to listen to and i i am so glad that we have a country with angelica garcia in it it's she's a remarkable artist i you know one of the great dis, i mean so many disappointments about south by southwest being canceled but i think it you know she, her we were going to get to see her. We again. were going to get to see her again. We missed her when she was opening for a show like a month because ago. We thinking thought we would see her at South Park. Yeah, and, but it's also just a chance for her. It would be like a coming out party for her because this album is such a triumph and a chance really to build that buzz and get that name out there. And I'm hoping and praying and maybe we can be some tiny part of just getting the word out of what a special, special artist she is. Yeah. So the last song on the record is called The Big Machine, and it's the song that we'll go out with. And it's yet another just very different style. It's very atmospheric. Almost ambient, yeah. And she's really going back to the loops and the electronic tinges to create this very different sound. And it just kind of, it left me being excited about what she was going to do next because it it seems like another jumping off point for a different direction she might take. Well, this entire album, it's like the album is 10 different jumping off points yeah. directions. She could go very fruitfully and any one of them. I, I want to see all of those follow-up albums. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So again, we'll go out with The Big Machine and we've been discussing Angelica Garcia's second album called Cha Cha Palace. You really have to hear the whole thing because there's so much that we didn't play. You've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Do, do, do.